going on, Packers fans? Aaron Negler here with your Packers Daily Chat. Coming to you live on the Cheesehead TV social channels. It is day two of Green Bay Packers training camp, and the FOMO that I am feeling is palpable. I'm really happy I'm flying into Wisconsin tomorrow. Um, the Packers were back out on Ray Nitschke Field uh, earlier today. Lots going on. Um, as the title of this video suggests, the plan all along was to rest David Bakhtiari, and he did indeed uh, not participate. Um, a bunch of other things to get to. Obviously, plenty to talk about. But first up, we got to give a shout-out to our good friends over at Ticket King. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to see the Green Bay Packers play tackle football in 2023, utilize Ticket King. Go to cheeseheadtv.com, go to our schedule, either on the website or the app. Individualized links for each and every game are there. Don't use Ticketmaster or StubHub, SeatGeek, what have you. These national companies, no, 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 no. Use a company based in Wisconsin since the early 90s. That's what you want to do. Again, cheeseheadtv.com, the website, the app, or hell, there's a link in the description of this video. Utilize Ticket King if you want to watch the Packers in 2023. Do it, folks. The other thing you got to do, you know what I'm about to say. Head to PackersYearbook.com and get your official Green Bay Packers yearbook for 2023. You can use promo code CHTV for 10% off. That's promo code CHTV for 10% off at PackersYearbook.com. Do it, folks. You know you want to. Like I said, David Bakhtiari... Gets the day off, all part of the plan. You got to think, whatever they cooked up at the end of last season when David came back, and then oh, obviously the appendectomy thing kind of throws everything out of whack. But outside of emergency medical procedures that have nothing to do with football, uh, they found a really good way of working towards the end of last season that allowed David to play in all those games and play well. May I just remind you, uh, lights out former all-pro form, etc. So clearly, David not being out there, part of the plan, you love to see it, if only because it means that Yash Nyman and Zach Tom both get reps. Gotta love that. Today, Yash holding down left tackle, Zach Tom back at right tackle. Um, that's a good thing. More reps for both of those guys is a very positive development for the Green Bay Packers. Uh, the more live reps those guys can get, even in shorts and t-shirts, it's a good thing. A couple other notes from today. Don Tavian Wicks, the rookie receiver, uh, did not practice due to a concussion that he suffered yesterday. I have zero doubt that Matt will be asked about it tomorrow morning, and he will undoubtedly not give us very much information. Um, but we'll see how long he is out. Um, Caleb Jones, Tariq Carpenter, and Traverius Moore all returned to practice, so that's obviously a very good thing. Um, Kingsley and Ibarre started opposite Preston Smith at outside linebacker. It's pretty clear, much like the right tackle battle, if you will, uh, outside backer opposite Preston Smith is wide open. And I think it's smart and good that they are rotating, at least early on, between Ibarre and Hollins. I think either one of those guys could grab this job. Like, zero question about it. I'm excited to see what happens when the pads come on on Monday, which, by the way, I will be in attendance once the pads come on. I love all these kind of updates from practice. It's great, but you got to take it all with a grain of salt. You guys know I talk about it all the time here on Packers Daily. History, both in Green Bay and in the NFL, is littered with dudes who looked so good and so promising when the pads weren't on. And then the pads come on and they kind of disappear. Um, not to talk ill about people who uh, maybe 
possibly were part of the Packers' recent past, <coughs> Equiminius St. Brown. But some guys look amazing and just ball out and produce and are incredible when the shorts and T-shirts are involved. And then the pads come on, and it's like, um, what happened to that guy? So uh, whatever is happening on the practice field right now, it's great, very exciting. We're all happy football is back. But the rubber starts to meet the road on Monday, and I will be there to give it all to you guys. Can't wait. A um, few other notes. Ennis Gaines was working with a cornerback group, which I found very interesting. You guys know he's my guy. It is time for him to ascend. Hopefully, working with the corners, maybe he gets in the mix, so to speak, in some of the rotational kind of you know sub packages. Um, just something to keep an eye on. Uh, and then finally, uh, Jair Alexander kind of gave everybody a scare. I, I know initial reports said it looked like he had a foot injury, but I'm pretty sure it eventually, you know, it looked like he, he cramped up in the heat. It's not the first time that's happened. In fact, I want to say the last two or three years, I can remember practices where Jair had to tap out due to, like, um, cramping in the heat and uh, losing fluid, etc. So I, I'm not too concerned about it, but we'll see what happens tomorrow. Um, and And so everyone knows, I don't think... If I remember right, I think the Packers do not have a public practice tomorrow, but there is a practice that will be open to the media. So you will undoubtedly see updates on your Twitter accounts tomorrow. I'm just kind of making sure that that's it. Yeah. So in the public kind of uh, schedule that the Packers put out, there is nothing listed tomorrow, but there is a practice that will be attended by media that will not be open to the public. So uh, you will probably get some updates, just so you know. But I will not be giving you any because I'll be flying while it's occurring. I'll be on my way to Milwaukee. So um, just so you know, there is practice tomorrow. It's just not public. Uh, and then finally, uh, offense had a better time in the red zone today. It was nice. I, I know uh, Jordan Love had a, a sweet throw to Jaden Reed to lead things off, and it felt like, okay, here we go. But then the defense battled back and won the day, and the offense had to do up-downs. I mean, not just push-ups, up-downs. Ladies and gentlemen, any of you uh, out there who are of a certain age and came up like and played, like say, Pop Warner or high school football, like back in the day, I'm not talking modern age, but like when I was a kid, you probably know all about up-downs, and that shit sucks, man. And it's crazy to me that in the year of our Lord, 2023, the Packers are out there doing up-downs. Like, w- is Vince Lombardi back? That's some serious, like, that's a legit punishment for losing, <laughs> losing that series. So um, that might motivate the offense to get a little bit more productive in that, uh, that red zone drill. But, um, yeah, today, offense, uh, like I said, a little bit better. Still lost to the defense, so. We'll, we'll see how that transpires throughout uh, all of camp here. Hello to everybody in the comments section. So good to see everyone mixing it up already. Ryan starting us off right away with a super chat. With Rodgers taking a pay cut. See, look, man, I'm out here talking about the nitty-gritty of Green Bay Packers training camp, and the first super chat I have is about Aaron Rodgers. So, and look, Ryan, I get it. I, what There's interest there. I'm not, I'm not. It's not about you. I'm just saying outwardly, like especially on Twitter, I get a lot of hate from like Jets fans or other Packers fans when any mention of Aaron Rodgers happens. Like, concentrate on your own team. It's like there's interest there. Clearly, as Ryan demonstrates here, there's Packers fans who are interested, so it's going to be talked about. 
And I don't think that's crazy. I understand why there is interest. But stop saying, oh, don't talk about Rodgers. It's like uh, he played in Green Bay for like 18 years. One of the best players to ever grace uh, Lambeau Field. He's going to be talked about regardless. Ryan, with Rodgers taking a pay cut for the Jets, it proves to me that he wasn't all in last year. I mean, okay, I'm not going to dissuade anybody from however they're feeling regarding Aaron Rodgers taking a pay cut. Um, I understand it, given the situation he's in now. Um, I don't think there was any way in hell that he was ever going to take a pay cut and or work with the Packers on building the roster and taking less after they drafted his replacement. I think that's pretty clear. Once Jordan Love was in the fold, he was getting everything he could while he could. And guess what? He fucking well should, man. He played, I've talked about this so many times here on Daily, he played for a decent stretch during his prime at a below market rate where people like Mark Sanchez were making more than he was. Of course he built the Packers for everything he could. He should. That's why when the reports hit about him asking for 50 a year and everyone freaked out, I'm like, he should ask for 60. He's Aaron fucking Rodgers. Everyone in that building would be out of a job without him over the last like decade plus. Everyone, every fan who loves the Green Bay Packers and showed up to Lambeau Field and watched them on television and was rooting for them knowing they had a shot each and every year. Each game they showed up and knew they had Aaron Rodgers at quarterback. He engendered so much hope and so much like goodwill. And now Packers fans are upset. Not saying you particularly, Ryan, but like Packers fans are all upset that in different circumstances with a different squad, he's operating differently. Like, I got no problem with 12 getting whatever he could when he could while he was in Green Bay, especially after the team chose his replacement. And he knew last year, he knew as well as the Packers did, that Jordan Love wasn't ready. So he put the screws to them. That's just good business. That's all it is. It ain't show friends. It's show business. It's a different situation in New York. It's a different situation. And I, again, I got zero problem with anything Aaron Rodgers did contractually at the end with Green Bay or before. Not a problem with it. Uh, What else we got here, folks? Patrick, what's up, Patrick? How's Canada? Hope you're well, man. Haven't heard from you in a while. The Pack are back. I like it. Although that does kind of give me a twitch because it reminds me of, uh, you know, the early Bart Starr years as a coach in Green Bay. We had all sorts of stickers and billboards and the Packer back. And I uh, most uh, certainly were not. Packers Total Access, what's up? Thanks to the Super Chat. Nags, thank you for getting us through the offseason. Have a beer on me when you roll into town. Go Pack Go. Packers, thank you so much, man. I really appreciate that. Are you – I don't know where you are. Are you in Green Bay? If so, roll by. Man, we're going to have meetups and stuff for Cheesehead TV. I hope you say hello. That would be dope. And thank you so much for that, man. Really appreciate it. Um, uh, what else we got here, folks? Make sure I didn't miss anything. We got well, Dennis is here. What's up, Dennis? Um, Justin, thanks for checking out the stream on Facebook. Do I think if the offense keeps struggling in camp that they add a veteran wide receiver? No. No, I do not. Um, look, it's so early. It is so early. It's two days, man. Like, I get it. Like, I suspect the defense is probably going to get the better of the offense for much of camp. Um, But that's the whole point. 
you want these young guys to get theirs reps. You got to look at this season through a different lens, man. It, it, this is a foundational build, you know, lay those bricks for the foundation type season. And the whole point of it is to get these young guys live NFL action. And there are going to be tough times. There's going to be plenty of games where we're like pulling our hair out, etc. But that's the whole point. And that's look. Here's the other thing to remember when you're talking about camp in particular. Like, there's no game planning. There's no kind of plan as far as how they're attacking a defense or hoping to like get a certain coverage. There are moments, of course, where the staff will the will be talking offense defense. They'll be like, "Hey, look, we want a real heavy blitz period here, or we we really want to try and work, you know, whatever against a certain coverage." But that's you know, intermittent. It's not. It's just there's just not enough time to to practice every single look every against every single coverage, etc. Um, so a lot of this is just fire hose time. Like, especially for young players, they are drinking from a fire hose. Um, especially on offense where everything is so timing based and you're trying to get on the same page, et cetera. You got a young first year, you know, starting quarterback with a bunch of dudes who've not played a whole lot in the NFL. It's going to be tough times. There's going to be frustrating moments. Zero question about it. Um, but bringing in a vet wide receiver just stunts that growth. So, and look, I'm not completely dismissing it. I've said all summer. I don't think, I'm not saying that they would never, right? But I think that's not even last resort. It's just, it's just, they want these guys, they want to put them in positions to succeed and they want them to grow and develop. And the only way they're going to do that is by playing and getting live reps, both in camp and preseason. The week I'm really looking forward to is that week joint practices against the Patriots. That's probably the best kind of stretch between those practices and that preseason game where we're going to get the most quality work for these young guys before the game against Chicago. Buckle up. It's going to be a good time. Can't wait. Uh, what else we got here, folks? Oh, got another super chat. Mario, what's up, man? Thanks for the super chat. How does Jordan look out there so far? Really excited for him. I'm also going to that Vegas game. Can't wait. Mario, I mean, from all reports, I'm not in Green Bay yet. I will be on Monday when the pads come on. But from all reports, it sounds like he looks like a young quarterback, which is exactly what he is and is exactly what he should be. So um, he'll continue to grow. He'll continue to develop. He'll have good days and bad days. He'll have good throws and bad throws. That's all part of it. It's all part of the growing process. Uh, you know, if there's one thing I could impart to Packers fans this year, it's just patience. And I'm not saying that the, the standards aren't you've got to win football games because, of course, the expectation is you win. No doubt about it. It's just a very different moment in Packers history right now. Um, Brett, what's up, man? I think NFL coaches overemphasize veteran presence on the field over just playing a better, younger player. It depends on the coaching staff and it depends on the coach, but for the most part, generally, I probably agree with you. I do think the NFL as a whole, though, has kind of changed in that regard. I think more often than not, staffs recognize that you know, it's a young man's game. I think Brian said that yesterday or Monday. Um, you know, yes, of course you want experience, you want veteran leadership and all that stuff, and it's good. I'm not dismissing it. But, man, we've all been to, like, a cookout or a wedding or a family function where, like, you all get together and play some – some ball, right? And the young guys are just running around and have all the energy. And you as an old man are just like, okay, can we slow down for a second? It's not, I'm, uh, obviously it's very different. I'm not comparing the two perfectly. But I'm just saying, like, 
Those young bucks, they get out on that field, they got all the energy in the world, and they're ready to go. And the question is, can you harness it? Can you focus it? Can you develop it? And that's what this year is all about for the Packers, no doubt about it. Dan says he overpaid for his Vegas tickets, but he's going. Dan, come on now. And look, look, Dan, are you going to a Packers game in Las Vegas? Then you didn't overpay. Whatever you paid, you didn't overpay because you're going to go see the Green Bay Packers play a, a game of tackle football that matters. Priceless is what I say. <laughs> Brett, carry the G beer will be served inside Lambeau Field in the year of our Lord, 2023. Not officially, but we're so close. We're so close. Watch this space is all I can say. Ryan, thanks for Super Chat. Congrats to Sterling and Mike. Yeah, they've made the next step. They're not in yet, but they, they have made the next step uh, on their journey into the Hall of Fame, potentially, hopefully. Look, we all know I've done a video here on Cheesehead TV. We've talked about it many times on Packers Daily. Sterling should have been in ages ago, and Mike is 100% deserving. If Bill Cower is in the Hall of Fame, Mike Holmgren should 1 billion percent be in the Hall of Fame. There is zero doubt about it. He is the greatest play caller that I have ever seen in my life on any level of football. As far as knowing the ebbs and flows of the game, knowing tendencies of the opponent, when to spring certain concepts on, like, just, I've never seen a play caller with a better feel for the game. I do think Mike's foray into personnel really hurt him. Uh, You know, somewhat in Seattle, but definitely in Cleveland. I do not doubt for a moment that that's kind of tarnished his memory and the image of him as an NFL coach. But man, as a coach, singularly, as a coach, my God, he should have been in ages ago. So here's here's hoping. I really hope this is the year. I mean, and look, we've talked about this a couple times. Like, there are tons of deserving people on, on that kind of contributor category, right? So if he doesn't get in, it's not like I don't understand and it's not a robbery or whatever. Pretty much every one of those guys is deserving. I just really hope it's Mike this time. No doubt about it. Uh, what else we got? Mike McCarthy couldn't hold Holmgren's jockstrap. All right, all right, winning gambler. Let's let's relax here. Um, there are a lot more things to being a head coach than just play calling as an offensive play caller. I will remind you, sir, that the Green Bay Packers won the world's championship in 2010 with 16 dudes on injured reserve back at a time when you couldn't bring people back. That doesn't just happen. You got to have a good head coach, a really good head coach, which is exactly what Mike McCarthy was in Green Bay. Like, I understand the misgivings people have about Mike, and I get some of the revisionist history, but I will never allow McCarthy slander on this channel. He was too good, and people have forgotten how good he was, especially later in the time when he was with Aaron and it really got contentious between the two. Like, I get why... The hero worship of Rodgers probably clouds some vision there. McCarthy was a really good coach, and you should give him his due. <laughs> this might be my favorite comment ever on this on this stream. Gnarly says, you're a Packers fan? I'm going I'm, I'm to tell you something. I'm going to drink to that. There you go. Yes. Yes, I'm a Packers fan. What was that from Glengarry? Yes, yes, I confess. 
I did it. Now, will you give me a second here? Charlie, what's up? Thanks for the super chat. We need a second helmet. Notre Dame style gold, no logo, with green center stripe to go with the throwbacks. Historically accurate. Well, I know, I think this year is the year you can start wearing alternate helmets again. Because for a while there, for the last like five, eight years or so, uh, you weren't allowed. Like you had to adhere to a one helmet kind of rule slash you weren't allowed to do anything else because some kind of like both contractually and safety wise, like there was only a certain set that you could wear, like in whatever helmet you were wearing, you had to wear it. You could maybe take a decal off, right? But I love this idea, Charlie, idea, Charlie, mostly because the Notre Dame style thing, like I get why, like Notre Dame for a long time was the team people loved to hate. They were kind of like the Yankees or Duke or the Cowboys, right? It was like, but now it's like, okay, they're not that great anymore. Although they've had a better bit of an upswing here. But what I love about that idea is the connection to Curly Lambeau. You know, Curly founded the Packers, having been a Notre Dame player and a Notre Dame guy and really kind of emulated that. And I think that connection makes all the sense in the world there. Like, I love that concept, that idea. I don't know if it happens, but it'd be fun. I would like it. I would like it very, very much. Um, Pack United says, I love that green helmet look. I, I'm, I'm with you, too. <laughs> Jimmy. Wolf tried to change to the Notre Dame colors in 91-92. People almost rioted. I will remember it well. I was a senior in high school. And, yes, you are correct. It was uh, it was not greeted warmly. No doubt about it. Soder, what's up? Thanks for the super chat. Does Holmgren get less respect from the outside world because of how insanely good that staff was? I don't think it's that. I, th- I understand what you're saying. Like, right, because there's that great picture of – he and his staff, I think it's very early in his tenure, like his first or second year, where there's like Gruden and Jerron and, and, and Sherm Lewis and all those guys and Andy Reid and Mooch all on that stairs, right? Um, I think more than anything, I think that's a good – I think that puts him in a good light more than anything else. I, I don't think – I think he gets less respect, again, because of the personnel stuff. I, I don't think it's the fact that he had a, a really good staff. Um, those are the guys that he brought in and de- helped develop, right? Um, yeah, I I just think it's more on the craptastic job he did in Cleveland more than anything else. Um, Abdul, what's up, man? Thanks for the Super Chat. Hey, Aaron, do you think Daniel Whelan has a chance to beat out O'Donnell? Oh, the punters. It would save $2 million and maybe they figure it's not going to make a difference. Um, I mean, yes, as far as if he kicks well. I don't think it's going to be a question of saving $2 million. It's always interesting to me when people want to like kind of find nickels in the sofa cushions of the Packers salary cap. Like it's what is 2 million? What is that going to do to you? What is it going to do for you? You know, yes. Could it potentially be part of the equation that when they're talking in the room about making a decision, et cetera. Yeah. But none of that happens without the kid kicking. Well, he's got to kick well. Uh, and, possibly potentially be a great holder then that conversation might happen but i don't think it's going to be driven by the cap um great i mean crazier shit has happened but uh, i'd be i'd be very surprised all right everybody i got i gotta get going i can't thank you enough for hanging out talking packers each and every day monday through friday right here on the cheesehead tv social channel but that said uh programming note there will be no packers daily tomorrow because i will have a travel day and i got meetings when i hit milwaukee so there won't be packers daily tomorrow um, hopefully I'll be back on Saturday 
um, because there is a practice. And then Sunday's off, obviously. And then I will be in Green Bay, Wisconsin for practice on Monday when the pads come on. I'm so excited. Thank you, everybody, for, for showing up, hanging out, talking Packers. Please do me a monster favor. Hit like on the video. Subscribe to the channel. Then tell your friends and tell your family. Cheesehead TV, we're devoted to Green Bay Packers fans worldwide. Thanks a lot, everybody. Have a great night. Go Pack Go.